Hey. Hey. <laughs> How's it going, man? I'm good. How are you? I am good. So weak, though, right? Yeah. Nothing happened. So we do have some kind of follow-up. It's not like direct follow-up, but it's related enough to put it here. So last week, when we talked about um, this plugin for Sketch to Design with CSS, uh, we kind of talked about, kind of briefly, about how Sketch is evolving and how slow it is moving in a way. And we kind of touched on things like, oh... You know, uh, we don't. Uh, I really don't believe Sketch is gonna adopt most of these features, even though, even if they like these plugins become pretty popular and all. So, we kind of touch about that. And um, pretty recently, when was this posted? This was like a day ago. Okay, so on Tuesday, uh, Jeff Tehan from Tehan Lax and now in Facebook, uh, he uh, interviewed uh, Peter Omvli. Is the uh, founder, I don't know if he's like the CEO, but he's the the guy who started Sketch. And yeah, I guess I don't know if he has the CEO position, but sure. So he interviewed him and he posted the, the, the interview on Medium. And they talked a lot about um, Sketch's history, where they're going, uh, how they're moving. And they talk a lot about Comet, Adobe's Comet, and yeah. how Peter sees it and feels about it and a couple of things i mean this was a very good read if you're if you're a sketch user or just like interested in a company or not um you should give it a read if you haven't it's a medium says it's a 40 14 minute read so <laughs> it's pretty okay i'm gonna link this in the show notes so just give it a look um it was pretty interesting and a couple of points that i take from this is i don't know if you had the same feeling by the way did you did you read this? Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right when it came out, it came out. It'd be, yeah. it'd be kind of awkward of a conversation if you haven't. So, <laughs> it's like, I don't what? Know if you f- what? What are we called again? Yeah. What's a sketch? <laughs> Fourteen what, minutes. What uh, so, so uh, I don't know if you feel if you felt the same way after reading this, but uh, it kind of gave me hope to see in the near future, like. Comet-like functionality, like Envision Marvel prototyping thing, like, you know, mm. linking artboards and all. I don't know if you... I did not read it like that. I okay. got the opposite from it. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So uh, what do you got from it? Um, so because when he asked, do you see a convergence of design and prototyping uh, or will there always be a need for something singularly... Uh, more singularly focused tools. Um, he basically said that, um, and I think it makes a lot of sense, like if you try to add a bunch of prototyping features and tack them on to Sketch, you risk bloating the application to the point where it becomes like Photoshop, where most people only use like a really small portion of the features that the app has. And like, the fact the act of adding these features makes the app worse for someone who doesn't need to use these features mm-hmm. um so i think like from from that what i i gathered is that if it ever add, if they ever add more prototyping features it'll be really simple and mm-hmm. they're going to 
focus on having extent like extensions and good uh, partnerships with uh, dedicated prototyping apps that are going to integrate with Sketch, um, but that are going to have like their own UI and they're going to be able to do fancier stuff and have Sketch be like great at making static mockups and stuff. Yeah, I mean that is correct. Um, and I guess even before reading this, we all agreed on that. Really, like we we don't want to see Sketch becoming another Photoshop, like bloated, bloated software with a lot of features that you know no one uses it. But so I got the I'm, I'm quoting here. Uh, Jeff asks Peter, and I quote: Do you see a convergence of design and prototyping, or will there always be a need for more? singularly focused tools and peter answers um i think there is a broad spectrum of prototyping on one end you have basic things like the original flinto where you're trying you're, you're tying screens together to visualize a flow and he mentioned flinto i i can also mention here uh, like envision in marvel um, and he says there's definitely value in that on the other hand, you have uh, tools like Origami and Framer where you can go completely wild with very custom animations, and then it goes on. But I think like this very basic uh, approach, like linking screens and just like adding tap targets, uh, kind of like um, Comet is doing, you know? Comet is not competing with Framer or Origami. Comet is competing with um, Envision and Marvel, I think, in, in that spectrum. Mm -hmm. So I think he he sees the value in that, and they're very simple approach to prototyping which i don't know i got the idea i i can i can almost like i'm sure he mentions this uh down the line again so that's the impression i had like he mentions this like twice in this interview like i i i, I came out with the idea that they are definitely looking into it i mean i guess we'll see um <laughs> personally i i don't think that would work for me hmm. um because I'm I'm just looking at things like Envision um, to do like simple linking between screens and things like that. And as soon as you get there, there's always like one more feature that you need. Like now, like just for example, like if you would were to take Sketch as it is right now um, and add like screen prototyping uh, to it, you need. You basically need three modes. You need the like regular editing mode. You need the um, like adding hotspot mode, and you need the preview, like the view mode, where like you can interact with stuff. And these mm -hmm. are three different modes um, that are like global to the app that like wildly change what the app does. Um, and then going from there, it's not only linking from screen to screen, but also at least a feature that I use all the time and I couldn't live with is uh, being able to add, like in, in Envision, they're called overlay screens, but they're actually, it's, it's just like adding a modal um, mm -hmm. that pops in like on top of the current screen. And that adds like another layer of complexity because now it's like, okay, now you might want to like control what the, the background color is. Um, you might want to be able to, have like let's say you have it tabs within that modal modal or something like that you want to be able to change the content of the of the modal um and it's still like at the pretty like base level of we need these kind of features before it gets any useful 
And starting from there, uh, you also need to be able to share them because the main reason why I use Envision is to share that with other people on my team uh, or like external like people that um, I want to demo the the interactions to. Um, so then Sketch will have to build like a web service where you can like share your files and everything would have to work over the web and everything. So I, it just feels like so much stuff just to get like the basic set of functionality that I feel like Sketch would be better off having like really great integration with um, s someone that can do that really well. Like what's the benefit that you're getting by having that integrated in right inside Sketch? Like I, ge I guess like as you're modifying the, f the, the file, then you get the, the updated mock-up, the, the updated like walkthrough. Yeah, well first you don't, ha you don't need another service. And uh, then it can work like really well with Sketch because it's built in. Then um, you know if it's built in, for example, if you're using Envision and you kind of create these transitions, if you change the mockups, if you change the buttons and whatever, you have to resync the whole thing and have to either export it or I know they have like a syncing engine, so you can just like. In theory, you can just update the sketch file, but you know it's all built in. It's all in the same tool, so it works way better than anything else. And I kind of don't agree with what you're saying. I think to have the basic functionality working, uh, it would be very useful. And I can see like they already have a web service. There, you already have the the I don't know what they call it, like share, uh, which you can see it in the browser. Right now, it's only on like a lo local network. Mm -hmm. but uh, it's already built in like a web service. You have to uh, mess with the, the, the command line, but you can make that work right now in a, like a web service, like a web server, external server, not just in a local host. So I can see stuff like, okay, it's just another element. You have rectangles and you have um, slices and all. So you have one, you can call it like a hotspot or a tap target or whatever. Yeah. Um, you overlay that on your mock and... You can just like command, drag or whatever to another artboard, set a transition like slide from left or fade or whatever, and done, right? And then you can, to, to present that, to export that, it can be very, very, very simple to build like a presentation mode on, like on the Mac. And they already have the sketch mirror, so they can build that right into that app. And, you know, they already have the web service, so you you can just... Add a little overlay like a iPhone screen or something, um, and it's done. But this is me. It's, it's like famous last words. Like it's so easy. <laughs> Should be but, easy, uh, right? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I see value in that. They, they don't have to add stuff like like you mentioned in Vision. Like you, you you can set the for example like the nav bar to be always like static and only the content in the middle changes and stuff like that. You don't need that for version one, of course. Mm. So I see this is very, uh, it could be very, very um, easy next step, like obvious step for them. And uh, you ask, like, what's the advantage? Well, there will be feature parity with Comet, right? So it's one less reason for you to move to Comet. So. Yeah. Have you, have you tried Comet yet? No. We okay, can't, I, I have it right? either. Yeah, we can. I think it's still. Um, I think beta. they started sending out beta invites, but um, yeah, haven't I haven't played with it yet. So, but 
who knows? <laughs> Maybe like we try it out and it turns out that trying to mixing these two things together ends up being a horrible idea. Maybe it's a great idea, but maybe like it doesn't mean that it's it works in in practice. I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll revisit when uh, when Comet like either comes out or that we're able to try it. Um, Cause yeah, I'm honestly I'm not sure. Like I'm I'm a big fan of the like single purpose tool where it does one thing, does it well, um, and to like tackle these other features, you have really good integrations with other apps and other services that can focus on that and do a great job at that. So, but I mean, it depends. Like we'll, we'll see what they end up doing and mm. if like, we'll see if that works out for us. Another interesting um, point to take out of this interview is that, um, I mean, I, I don't think it's news to anyone, but, Sketch never um, had any external funding. Like they are self-sustainable from day one. I they, love that. <laughs> yeah, they don't have any outside investment. Never took that. And <laughs> like, there's really no interest in their part to to take that. And uh, Jeff, um, he kind of like he 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 was he is worried that because they don't have that outside investment and all, they can't really like grow fast enough to at least like to in comparison to adobe or anyone outside like in that realm uh so mm. <laughs> the <laughs> what he's afraid right here is that you know sketch won't be able to move fast enough it's like yeah adobe is known for innovating really fast <laughs> but you know what i i think sketch moves slow in a way and right now i don't think it that has been a problem for them clearly mm. but um i don't know i i see uh, companies like sure adobe is is working on comet which will be like it is a direct you know competition a competitor to sketch not way more than than illustrator or photoshop is so that's like you know direct competition to it yeah and you see companies like figma and we see um you know, even Marvel right now, it's kind of going in that space. I don't know if you know that. Um, they acquired, Marvel acquired this um, this company. Like, like, they announced they have a blog post, right? Like, they will have, like, a design tool editor on the browser, like, inside Marvel. Uh -huh. so, so, anyway, uh, the point is, I see a lot of these companies, because they are funded, because they have huge amounts of money they can hire a lot of people and to be fair that that's not like it doesn't relate to a good product you know having a bunch of people sometimes it's even the opposite but um moving slow for sketch it's been working fine until like i'm just scared that they won't be able to keep up with yeah i mean that that's a valid thing to be scared about what i'm even more scared about and actually reading that article made me feel safer was that they get acquired yeah it's like please please don't get acquired by adobe like whatever you do make sure you never get acquired by anyone um and they're not interested by that at all yeah if they were to be acquired they, they would already been yeah like, 
sketches has been big enough for a while now to to matter so i'm sure peter they got a ton of you know offers <laughs> i bet yeah oh but, uh, for sure yeah of yeah. course but uh yeah they're still going strong so that uh, i'm not worried about that at all yeah yeah now like whether or not they can compete with venture back startups um it's gonna be another question like i yeah I, i don't know maybe not so yeah i mean it'll be interesting to see how it plays um but definitely it it also means like it that they're um they have different incentives than some a venture backed startup so like <laughs> if they if they took funding and things like that i mean i could <laughs> bet that they'd be like really pushing to like get new users as much as possible or um like get bought by another company because the uh the like vcs that back the company like want to get like a big return and things like that um so i kind of like that sketch is like the one holdout and indie app that's doing really great and that's making like really quality software like i love that story like it's just it's just awesome yeah me too the sketch is an oddball in this industry For a lot of reasons. Well, first, they're like 13 people right now. And they're like doubled in size, I think, last year. So yeah. like, they were a very, very, very small team. Yeah. They, they're from Europe. They work remotely, so they don't have like an office. Um, I've met Peter, and he's a very, very fascinating person. Like, he's awesome. And he's, he's not, the you know, your typical guy from the Bay Area that, you know, is really into design and all. He's not even a designer. Like, Peter is a programmer. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a very, you know, it's 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 a weird uh, company in a way. Not weird as bad, but weird as in different. We don't see that often. Yeah. Um, well, first, we don't see, like, major players, like, coming from Europe that often. <laughs> and definitely not working remotely and... I know. I I like that. That's, it's it's different and it's been working great. And uh, it's kind of like defying the, you know, general convention of if you want to be a successful startup, you have to go to San Francisco and accept a bunch of uh, yeah. investments. And you know, uh, I and, like that. And I mean, you don't need massive teams either. Like how many people was WhatsApp? Like 30 people or something like that? Something around, like yeah. Like when they got acquired? Like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Like they had this massive portion of the um, uh, like messaging app business. That was just like 30 people. Like yeah. it's, it's definitely doable. So I wish all the best for them. Alrighty. So yeah, that's it for follow-up. Uh, if you haven't read this interview... Uh, do it right now. We'll wait. Well, we won't. But uh, hit pause and go read that. We'll wait for 14 minutes. <laughs> That's what yeah. medium says. So. No more, no less. <laughs> so, uh, okay, let's uh, start with the show right now. Okay, 
so here's an idea for today's episode because you know has been a slow week there's nothing major uh, that we have you know opinions so we've decided to you know talk a little bit more about ourselves since uh, we're on episode 10 so Yay. nine full ev full episodes uh, talking about designs and um, I think it could be interesting you know to talk a little bit about ourselves and especially to share like uh, our journey like how did we end up here doing what we were doing and um like what's the story man uh i don't know i think yeah. that's that's interesting especially for like i don't know i think it's always interesting to hear about how someone got to where they are either mm -hmm. someone that you respect or admire or whatever or just you know a fellow designer like because i feel that in this industry um there are a lot of ways that you can, you know, you can make it. Um, I don't want to alienate and please don't write me back to tell how wrong I am. But something like, I don't know, maybe like a lawyer or something or, I don't know, like, or a doctor. If you want to be a doctor, your story is probably you studied very hard and then you went to med school and then you finally made it. Right? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Again, should be easy, right? Yeah, easy. Um but uh yeah i like this this i don't know if you read that book from uh Koivin, like how we get here mm -hmm. or yeah I don't how they got the there title. or something like that how they got there yeah that feels right where he basically just interviewed a bunch of um like influential designers in our industry like to to share their story and every story is different um it's pretty cool so uh, that's the idea what what do you think yeah that's great does that mean we're influential now? Uh, no, we're just, we have a <laughs> medium kidding. and we, we can talk. <laughs> so, so um, yeah, uh, that, that sounds great. Do you want to start? Sure, yeah, I can start. So, awesome. I was born in, nah, I'll, just, I'll fast forward that part. So, in a world. <laughs> in a world. Um, when it came to time for me to decide, like, where, what should I study? To go to college. So um, how, how long ago is this? Ooh, so I went to college in 2008 or 9. Okay. 9, maybe. I I think it was 9. I don't remember. Anyway, yeah, we're still young in a way, kind of. Yeah. So <laughs> you were like a month ago or something, right? <laughs> what? You're super young. <laughs> no. Anyway, so... Um, I've always like been a nerd, not just like not um, like not just a nerd. I had a lot of interests, but uh, I was always into computers and in you know game consoles, video games, and all. So I had this thing that okay, everything is gonna be a computer in the future. So I should really like understand this computer thing like for reals, not mm. just. You know, I was using Windows and all. I was that. Did guy. you have a lot of computers growing up, home or? Um. <laughs> A lot of computers. No, I always had one, but okay. well, <laughs> different <I don't> ones. <laughs> yeah, well, no, like my, my parents, none of them are, you know, tech savvy in a way. But um, I had a computer at a very early age. I had a, a Macintosh 2, I think, 2E or something, something mm. along that line. Um, and I was into that. I had then a PC with internet that blew me away. I still remember... I don't know if it was the first website that I visited, but it was definitely like 
one of the first in the one that left a mark in me, which was was the um, Disney website, right? So I was a kid, I was really into nice. Disney movies and all, and I clearly, like, vividly remember visiting that website where I just had, like, a gallery of pictures that took a minute to load of, like, Disney <laughs> characters, and I spent hours in that website just scrolling and looking at the pictures. So, yeah, I always had, like, computers around, but it was always, like, for work, and I had that thing, like... You're a kid. Don't touch the computer. But um, I did. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, when it came to took a like to go to college, I decided to go for computer science. Mm-hmm. So I started working um, like studying computer science, and for that, like I had a my my parents bought me um, a computer like for college. Like this is going to be your computer right. to to study right to use in college. Yeah. And I was a a Windows like a PC guy. I've I knew about Macs, but it were whatever because we really didn't see that them a lot around here. Mm. So, but um, but uh, my a friend of mine had a Mac, and it was like a friend of my mom's, and and he, because I was a computer guy in the family, he gave me his MacBook and said, "Oh, set it all up for me. You know, install all the things and stuff. You know, those kind of." things that you ask because you're a computer guy so that was my first like experience with a mac well my first computer was a mac but it's a different story so i was like i was i was blown away immediately like this is something like what i remember (laughs) from that time was like this computer is full of personality and everything like yeah everything looks like top of the line even not just the hardware which is was uh, in my opinion like you know aluminium and uh, everything like so too, beautiful like yeah <laughs> where i sort of discovered the mac as a thing I'm like whoa what is this like i have a computer at home but it's not like that like, this one's awesome yeah. like i want it exactly so that was what i did like okay i want it and when it was time for me to pick up my my computer for college i said okay i want a macbook so i bought a 15 inch macbook that was my machine so i was like one out of 20 guys in college with Macs. Um, so I was kind of like, an, you know, it was not very common. And I know that I spent like all of my years in college, almost every single day having the discussion like Mac versus PC or <laughs> iPhone versus Android. Like to the point that I really like, I grew so tired that out of college, I never engage in, in that kind of discussion. Like, <laughs> no more so anyway i was studying i was not a very good student i wasn't i i I was never a good student like i always had good grades but i never studied so when i Mm. you know when i when i got in college that um that bite my ass off because okay right now you have to study and i never did so (laughs) i was a terrible student i was doing like okay but not good and i was super like not motivated i don't know like i had no real interest in that so I was slacking off a lot, just like barely, uh, you know, getting grades to, for them not to kick me out, basically. Yeah. And I was never, like, I never had an interest in design, like, as a career. I never even thought about it as a career. But I, I always liked, like, to customize my computer, like, put it, uh, like, a, a Mac theme on my PC back in the days and, like, make things pretty. Oh, gosh. And I spent so many hours 
trying to customize windows to look like a West End. Right, Gosh, right, right. Yeah, exactly. Funny. Like, oh my God. It's probably like hundreds of hours. Like, that was ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I would do? Like, you could, you could, there was like some sort of mod that it could sort of overlay the, um, like instead of having the start menu and everything, mm. um, you could have it be transparent and <laughs> sort of bake in the the bar in your wallpaper mm. to look. So I and I like would open Photoshop to make it look like the the menu bar in OS Ten. Like oh gosh, so I know many, the so many hours spent on that. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Where was I going with this? Yeah, okay, so I never had a like active interest in design as a career. Mm -hmm. But I always had that like design sensibility. I like things to look pretty in a way. So when it was time for me to turn in the papers, I was the guy like spending more time choosing the right typeface and <laughs> the and one guy not than, just uh, using Arial. <laughs> yeah, that one guy. That was me. Um and at that time that was when I When I got into college, that was when I started listening to a lot of podcasts. When I, because I had a brand new Mac, I got interested in the community in a way. So I started listening to the talk show, reading Darren Fireball, and all the usual nerds like Marco Arment and Five by Five, like then Benjamin podcasts, you know, like Sean Blanc, stuff like that. Mm, yeah. So I was really into that blog, uh, friend circle stuff, right? I used to listen <laughs> and, uh, to all the Five by Five shows. I know, and I'll, I listen crazy to crazy is it, yeah, that I don't listen to any shows from them now. Yeah. It's kind of sad. Yeah, it is. It is. It all started when Gruber left it, I think. Yeah. At least for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I decided to write to start my own blog using Squarespace. They are not sponsoring us, but uh, <laughs> use Squarespace. <laughs> and uh, I got linked by The Loop twice. Which what? like made my day, yeah. <laughs> it was like made my day for for what? Uh, it was not like it was not an article that I wrote. It was more like I remember one was like this um, very obscure Steve Jobs video that I found. So I posted it on my blog, like, "Hey, look at this Steve Jobs video that I I never seen before." And apparently, Dollar Emperor haven't seen it before either. So he linked it. And another one, <laughs> I don't. Crazy. Yeah, I don't even remember. How did it anyway. find it? <laughs> Oh, I tweeted at Jim, like, oh, okay. hey, here, in a, yeah, he saw it. <laughs> nice. So anyway, uh, I was losing interest. I was um, uh, living in another city, so, like, my, my, my mom was paying for all my expenses, and I was kind of getting, you know, nervous about that. I, I never liked to be dependent on another person, especially, like, my mom. She, she's, you know, she struggled to be able to pay all that, so it's not easy, so... At that time, I had this one course, like which was a human interface, human computer in interaction, I think, mm. H I G, H E I, uh, I don't remember. Well, basically, in that they 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 teach you like the fundamentals of UI, like why is the button here and not over there, and why is the button, you know, shaped like it is, mm -hmm. and like you you I learned concepts like affordance and like the feedback and stuff like that. So that kind of opened up like design for me like okay design is like it has logic it's not like RT RT magic stuff that <laughs> some people came up with. It's like it has logic, it has meaning behind it and it has like it has a purpose. Like this is here 
because there's reasons for it to be here. Stuff like that. So honestly, I was blown away and that was my new focus. So <laughs> I was doing even worse in college, but on my spare time, or sometimes not the spare time, sometimes like in classes, I decided to start doing like unsolicited redesigns, you know, stuff like that. Like I seen, I saw some app that I think, okay, this is, looks like garbage. So I would <laughs> start doing some redesigns and whatever. Nice. And I started doing some freelance, like web design, actually just setting up Squarespace for people. <laughs> um, was that yeah. your, your first clients or? Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was. Nice. Uh, I was terrible at you know talking to clients. I still am, <laughs> but um, it's, yeah, yeah, it's hard when you're starting out. You have no idea about anything. Yeah, but but you kind of have to talk your way into like you know what you're doing, right? You can't say I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah, no, but exactly. Hire me. <laughs> yeah, just lie. Yeah, pay me. <laughs> yeah, I have to lie in a way. You'll, it's like you have to say tell your client, oh yeah, 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 I can do that for you. Don't worry about it. And then go Google how to do it. <laughs> yep, exactly. That's basically I, how I, I would do it. You know what? I still do that a lot of times. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I absolutely know how to do that. But um, it's like not really, no, but I, I will 90% know. of development is knowing what to Google for. <laughs> yeah. Stack Overflow. My resume. Yes. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. At that time, actually, uh, Emmanuel Sa, which is... Uh, the number two uh, over at Bohemian Coding sketch, mm. he's Portuguese actually. So, I, oh. I don't remember how, but he gave me like a promo code for Sketch, which was Sketch Two had uh, just came out at the time. Mm. So I got Sketch and I started playing with it. So that was like my first design tool. I never touched Photoshop before that, like like professionally oh, really? or any mini. Yeah, I mean. Use Photoshop posters for my Whoa. band or to, you know, make some uh, jokes for my friends. like put his face on a butt or something, but uh, <laughs> I never <laughs> used it for any design work. So I started in Sketch, actually. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. So um, I got to this, like, to the end of this year, school, uh, school year, and I've decided, okay, you know what? I'm not into this. Uh, I will not finish... <laughs> Um, college at this rate and I'm sick and tired of being like a burden for my mom and all you know just to pay for all my expenses and I'm really into design I really want to do this like I have a lot of fun and I, I'm really passionate about this so I decided on that um, holiday like summer vacation I will try to find a job if I can't sure I'll go back to college and I'll do what I'm doing but um, that was the goal like find a job and you know start living <laughs> like a proper adult so i googled like best startups in lisbon um cool. i was not in lisbon at the time uh so i googled best startups in lisbon i got a bunch of results i picked um five like that i really like it looked like they were cool and i, I would like to work with them and i actually knock at their doors literally like went to the office and said hey uh i'm a designer and developer <laughs> And um, I really like what you guys are doing, and I think I can help you guys. So what do you think we can work together? Uh, I got two job offers, and I uh, started working at this very, very small startup, but very cool, 
uh, was a startup, uh, still is still in business. It's called Think Orange. Um, and we were doing uh, some web okay. projects and some iOS, like for clients. It was a, like an agency. It had some um, some products of their own, some Shopify apps, actually. So, Ooh. yeah. Uh, actually, my first nice. job, like proper job, was to design this, uh, redesign this uh, Shopify app. It's called uh, Shop Translator. Um, <laughs> plug. Was that an embedded app or was that um, like on a separate, like separate app? It was, a, it was on a separate app. So okay. we had our own UI, like website. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nice. So yeah, I worked there for a year. How many designers did they have there? Uh, around none. <laughs> none? <laughs> Yeah, we were There's just three. There's two founders. I mean, they they had uh, some other people in the in the past, but at the moment it was just us three. And it was a very cool environment because, like, I never felt that they were like my bosses, even though they were, and I knew that. But you know, it, it's not like okay, you're just a just a minion. Do what we tell you to. Yeah. I really yeah. felt like okay, I'm part of this team. You know. Um, mm-hmm. So it was awesome. It was I. I I owe them everything. Like I, they gave me my first shot. They, you know, they made this student a professional in a way. So, uh, shout out to them. I don't know if they're listening. I really doubt it. <laughs> anyway, um, how long did you work there? I worked there for a year. Okay. And uh, during that year, uh, around like halfway through, like six months in, um, I had this uh, downtown this this week where I really didn't have any work to do. Um, like assigned to me so they said listen do some research uh, come up with an idea for something for you to do it has to be you know it has to be worthwhile or money investment like mm-hmm. it's not like oh, I want to do I don't know I want to play games for a week so <laughs> come up with something and uh, yeah let's talk about it and they mentioned you know like create a WordPress theme or something something that we can make in a week or two and sell it and stuff like that Yeah. and at the time uh, I was like they had Treehouse in the company that we could access. Um, we had subscriptions to Railscast and Laracast and then a screencast, all of these screencasts, mm. tutorial things. And I thought, you know what? There's not like to my knowledge, there's none type of you know this website for designers. And the only thing that I know and I feel that I'm kind of good at is Sketch. So what about we do this style of product for Sketch? And um, I've crunched the numbers and I made like predictions. <laughs> okay, if we in a month get 100 users um, and we charge um, X number of dollars a month, we can do this and you know all those projections. They said, that's a good idea, do it. So me and a pal of mine, we've built the whole Sketchcast website in about like a week and we've uh, put it live and that was something that now I was doing. So I started doing like at my job because I was still working there and that was <laughs> their product. Uh, that was a right. Think Orange product and I started doing the Sketchcast thing and that was awesome. So I stayed there for a year and then after that, I've I decided to get this job at this other agency, like still in Lisbon, but way bigger. So we've moved. I moved from a team of three to a team of. At the time, we were fifteen, twenty. 
something around that, okay. and had like a proper so, design so team. So wait, yeah. did uh, did Think Orange still own Sketchcast at that point? That's the thing. So when I left, I really didn't want to, you know, give up Sketchcast because mm-hmm. even though, you know, it, it was a product of Think Orange, they really helped me, um, like with the whole backend stuff. Like I really never really, really touched that. Yeah. Um, so we decided when I left, we decided to okay, let's split this. So Sketchcast is half mine, half Think Orange's, right? So that mm-hmm. was. Uh, then we moved the the, the, the shares in a way, um, but at that time, that was a deal. And it worked perfectly. Like it was my side project. I owned half of it. It was like I, was, I still continued doing sketch ads on the side. But uh, yeah, I worked on this agency. It was called Imaginary Cloud. Uh, still in business. Still awesome. Um, and um, I had um, like I, I was the first hire of this newly formed design team. It was the second designer, but uh, the first one was already there. So we started like this team. And uh, when I left, we were five, I think. Okay. Um, five designers. So we work with bigger projects, bigger clients, but it was kind of like the same job, but, you know, just still still an agency. But we did that. I was there for 10 months and I learned a lot, like product design process in a way, like right. properly do research, properly do like benchmarking and mm-hmm. wireframes and, uh, you know, mocks, prototyping, all of that. Yeah. Um. So I learned a lot in those nine to ten months. I so yeah. So I worked there, and then um, in last August, I I got to the point where I was like really working way too much, <laughs> like because I had that job, you know, nine to five, and doing sketchcasts on the t- on the side, and yeah, doing sketchcasts, and I was doing some other like I started this. Uh, frames uh, started at the time as well the the app and um uh at the time i, I had a podcast with cj malgrido um mm-hmm. so i can i always had a lot of side projects and they were taking a lot of my time so i was sleeping yeah. like five hours a day um like waking up at 5 a.m working until nine on my side projects and working at a company until like six and then going home still doing a little bit more work and then like at eight nine p.m then actually see my girlfriend for change um it's like who are you yeah so that went up for nine months it was hardcore and yeah it got to the point where sketchcast as a business was you know making me more money than my actual job so i decided okay something has to give and Mm -hmm. if i'm gonna give up something uh i'm gonna give up the this job which I loved it. I love the team. Like I still miss a lot of my friends there. The the, the team is awesome, and um, you know I was kind of bored, and yeah, I was kind of bored of doing client work in a way. Still am. Yeah. Um, I want something to change. I I wanted to work on products, just for the single reason. I think if I had to, you know, come up with just one reason as to why, I think it's like we as designers really like to. Um, you know, work on the details, like those little things that make a difference and those, those spend time with this, like iterate on your designs, learn from it and all that. And client work is very messy, very fast, very chaotic. And it's like, okay, we have this project. You have like a week to design this whole thing. So go <laughs> and then you'll never yep. see it again. So I was kind of like, I was growing tired of that and kind of frustrated with that, that environment. So yeah, on August I left that that job, and um, 
I've been independent ever since. So I've doing Sketchcast is my main gig. Um, I did one, I did two freelance jobs. Just I was kind of scared that um, like I wasn't gonna have enough money. Like, what if Sketchcast, you know? <laughs> fails and suddenly uh, dies down or something and, yeah, yeah. It, it's a risk to be all by yourself like everything comes up to you you don't have like a secure paycheck at the end of the month right yeah so i was like okay if i'm gonna go independent i need to have more money so let's do some work and i started immediately doing some freelance which didn't go well because you know freelancing and those clients were the reason i left the other job so <laughs> <laughs> so right now uh i'm open to freelance but i'm gonna be like really picky about it like only I'm gonna only take new freelance gigs if if I really care about the product and I really want to work in it. So yeah, so yeah, I've been independent like ever since. Collaboration then exactly like, yeah exactly just freelance like hired designer for a couple of weeks and yeah yeah, yeah I totally get that. So yeah, that's that's it for me. Um, awesome. And I started this uh, podcast with um, I don't know if you know him is uh, Kevin, the designer of Shopify. Um, I started this uh, in on episode ten right now. It's doing pretty well. I really like that. <laughs> so, is it the point in this story where we're moving into real time now? <laughs> you follow your story along. Yeah, we so come to the present. What did you have for lunch? No, <laughs> uh, I don't remember actually. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, let's hear it. What about you? Awesome. I, I actually, you know what? I actually don't know the story. So. I'm eager yeah. to, to hear it. It all started... <laughs> no, yes. Um, On a rainy afternoon. Yeah. No, so um, like you, when I was growing up, pretty nerdy guy. <laughs> um, was interested in technology f like from a young age, for sure. Um, I think for me, things sort of started when I got my first iPod. It was um, it was an iPod video, mm. like right when it came out, and the reason why this is important. Yes, this one exactly. I'm um, I'm showing him my iPod. That's for you <laughs> listeners. Yeah, um, and so I got that because I was into music, um, and I wanted to play wanted to play music, uh, but then I discovered this thing called podcasts. Um, I was like, what's this? Back then, it's kind of funny because like, there weren't a lot of podcasts, but um, the majority of podcasts that existed were video podcasts. Mm -hmm. um, and I fell on a lot of Adobe podcasts. So like, I don't remember exactly what the name of it is. Like, um, I think S Scott Kelly or something like that. I have no idea. Scott Kelby. There you go. Uh, he's like a photographer uh, and like teaching how to use Photoshop for like photo retouching and things like that. And then like learning how to use the creative suite and things like that. So I would listen to these tutorial videos on like the tiny screen iPod video. Um, and I sort of got into it this way. Like I was, I was kind of creative. Um, I was, wasn't even in high school at that point. Uh, it was just like, it was just fun to like look at these things and so started, learn new things. Started watching video podcasts on Photoshop yeah. in high school. 
Yeah, uh, b- before that. How old uh, yeah, are you? Right before. Um, I don't know. How old are you in high school? <laughs> well, you know the education here, like it's different. We don't even have a concept of high school, so I'm kind yeah, of yeah. So wait, so like twelve, twelve, thirteen, something like that. Okay, that's that's pretty young. I forgot to mention actually, I I had a band actually like all during college. We actually we even have a an album, <laughs> an album music I think in Spotify and all. What? Yeah, I forgot to mention that, but it was a big part of my we life. We find that we'll put it in the show notes. Uh, I don't know if we will. Maybe. <laughs> yes. I don't yeah, know. we will. Okay can make fun of them <laughs> all right sure actually yeah wait we should open the show with it oh no you know what like your best song the first be awesome people the, aren't gonna know until they listen the first part. year of sketchcast like the intro the yeah. that sound like the intro music was one of my own like my band's song because i didn't have any rights to music like okay hey mm. i have the rights yeah. for this <laughs> like so <laughs> It was what I used for like a year, more than That's a year. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, you made the, the theme for this show, right? I made it with a friend of mine. Yeah. 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 Awesome. So talented. Um, I know nothing about music production. <laughs> I'm like total noob. Uh, anyways, so yeah, I was like just listening to these because I found them interesting and I wanted something to do with my shiny new iPod. Um, and then uh, when I uh, went to high school, there was uh, first year of high school, there was a, a sort of program like that was after school that you could you could do and basically the idea is that you would make a short movie um like every week after school we'd stay like later um like one one or two days i think uh and then learn how to make this movie um so we got like kind of our own story um and then we would learn how to how to shoot how to frame properly how to structure our story how to uh um get actors have a good dialogue uh and then at the end we would get a session with professionals uh to help us edit the video um and at the end there was like a big uh like a big contest basically Mm -hmm. so and the um, the movie that won for our school would go and compete with um other schools right. and then like they eventually picked the winner or something and i don't know what happened from there um you won so yeah sorry you won no wah, wah. <laughs> wah, wah. um but all that matters is the journey um, right <laughs> uh so yeah our story was kind of bad like it was a weird like i think it was like someone that like was organizing like a big like party with a bunch of friends but then like it was like a mix-up like in the dates it was like there was like weird i don't know it was a bad story anyways. <laughs> okay. um so <laughs> um so but i started got into that like doing more video stuff um and then came to the point where um, we edited our video, and of course, the professional, ed- like people that editors or whatnot, um, were using Macs. 
Uh, of course. And that's sort of the first time that I got exposed to Max. I was like, I don't know what this is, but I want it. <laughs> I, I remember looking at the, the Flurry um, screensaver mm-hmm. and being amazed, like, gosh, this is so much better than the, the uh, screensavers that we have on Windows. And <laughs> just, I, I remember like, just noticing like, these little things, like, this is such a beautiful machine. Did you um, associate it like, immediately, like, you know, Max with Apple and the iPod? Like, you made a connection, right? Uh, I don't know if I did at first glance, but um, I think I knew, I knew it was a Mac, but I didn't make the connection that was, like, Mac, Apple, like, the same. Like, at that point, I, had, I only ever had Windows mm-hmm. at home. Um, so, but it didn't took me, take me very long before I, I noticed. And then like, <laughs> I would like go to like the stores and like go play with them. And, that, and that's actually how I learned how to use one. <laughs> I would spend like, I don't know, a couple hours in like a Best Buy or something <laughs> and play with it. <laughs> um, moving on from there, um, one day, a friend of mine showed me this thing where it was sort of a GeoCities type uh, like web app mm-hmm. where you could create your own website, have like articles, and you can like make your own page and make it available on the web. Mm-hmm. And for me, that was the point where it, everything clicked. <laughs> it's like, whoa, this is awesome! Like, there's I can do something on my computer here and have it be accessible by anyone in the world. Like, this is magical. How do I do this? Um, So I got really into it. (laughs) Like, spent hours and hours, um, like, learning all about, like, that thing. Um, And there was this thing that you could do um, to make your site even better, uh, which was called CSS. Mm. So you like change the style and have more options and like play with the DHTML and have it look however you wanted. I was like, this is, this is awesome. So I was like, started Googling, like, how do you do CSS and started learning basic stuff from there. California Um, style sheets. (laughs) (laughs) And then that, that's where I found uh, CSS tricks. Mm-hmm. I I knew a lot of like the Photoshop from the days where I was doing like a little bit of photography, um, did like a bit of video right. stuff. Um, so I could like design my own thing, and then I I learned how to slowly begin to implement some of these things uh, to make my website look better. Yeah, I think mine was my MySpace. Like the first time I put some. Right. You know, hexacolors and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 Um, and at that point, a friend of mine uh, started a radio show at our high school. Fancy. Um, so, yeah. And um, to promote, like, we would do a show, like, every day <laughs> over lunch. Like, it was pretty intense, uh, but pretty awesome because I loved music. Um, and it was just like a cool thing to do. Um, 
So, uh, and I remember like there, there was a popular show back then and th they were in a high school and everything and they had a radio show. So I was like, ah, oh, this is awesome. Like I get to be like my heroes on the TV show or whatever. Um, <laughs> so, and to promote the, the, the radio show that we were doing, um, cause we, we had like special requests, like people would like come and tell us like, Oh, I want to play this song and things like that. Um, I made a whole bunch of posters. So like every poster would be different, like <laughs> a bunch of different designs. I learned, uh, illustrator. So I could do like cartoon versions of me and like the, the other host. Um, I, I learned like a bunch of techniques through that. Um, I made a little website for it, but it didn't really catch on. Um, cause I guess people just didn't care that much. Uh, but I thought it was pretty cool. Um, yeah. so, um, and then I think that's where I got my first Mac. Um, I got an iMac. It was like the best thing ever. Um, spend a lot, maybe too many <laughs> nights and weekends, uh, working on it. Uh, and, um, oh yeah, my, my parents have like, have an excavation company. Um, they do like construction and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and they needed a website. So I was like, Hey, Bam. <laughs> I sort of know how to make a website. Your first client. So yeah, first client. Um, so I made their website, their first website. Uh, and they paid me like, I don't know, very little, like just, just for the principal. Uh, cause like, they're like, Hey, you made this. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and we bought you that iMac. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, I kind of made it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, then this was sort of my first client and then I got my first job. I think, yeah, I think, uh, I got, I got my first job. It was, I was sort of half waiter, um, half like just doing everything else. Like it, at like a small, um, small restaurant. Um, and it's super tough <laughs> working at a restaurant. Yeah. Like it, it was, it was really, really small. <laughs> and so that meant like I would help out like cleaning and I would help out like they they did weddings sometimes mm -hmm. it, was, it was like kind of a nice like in like the old like part of town um so it was it was pretty beautiful but I did like a bunch of stuff there um and they sort of needed a website too so bam second client <laughs> <laughs> um so made their, their website and then a client from the restaurant um, was also like talking to the owner for some reason. I was like, oh yeah, I, I would need a website for like my business. So third client. <laughs> um, nice. And then, um, I sort of moved on from that job, um, and had like a, a bunch more experience doing like design and like, I guess, front end development. Um, how old were you then? So at that point, I'm like, uh, three or four years ago. Um, so yeah, at that point I had a bunch of clients. I, I had like a couple clients that I got from like word of mouth. 
Um, and yeah, so I was I was also like pretty active on on Twitter and Dribble and things like that. Um, so I made I like started talking with this guy, um, and he was a developer. He was working at an agency in Montreal. Um, so I was like, hey, we're looking for a designer. Like, would you be interested? So I'm like, oh yeah, like that that sounds cool. Um, so that's pretty lucky. Um, yeah, <laughs> super wow. lucky. Yeah. Uh, so I basically got the job right away. Um, it was part time back then because I was studying, mm-hmm. um, and because like I was really into design, I I didn't quite know yet like if that would be something that I would do as a real job, because I was like I know this is something that I'm doing for mostly fun, also like pays a little bit, but I don't know if it's it's the thing mm-hmm. like I, I love it I loved it but I was like is it like can I like live my life like off of this solely uh, I wasn't sure yet so uh, why? Why, why weren't you sure did you like it I didn't know I yeah I really loved it but you know like there's a lot of things that you like in life that like don't necessarily make a good career <laughs> like you could be really enjoy playing video games but like doesn't mean it's gonna turn out yeah but you, um, you usually don't get paid doing playing video games no right? no exactly so but like it was at the point where i was it was starting to become like more of a thing and i was like oh yeah like maybe this is a possibility mm-hmm. um so but the idea back then was um i wanted to just keep doing freelance um so and i was like i i know a lot of the design part but i don't really know the business part of freelance Mm -hmm. so instead of going uh in school for design i went on the business side learning how to how to run a business how to like be a manager things like that Hmm. um that's interesting so the idea was that like i could get the the skills I needed for design online uh, by like following a bunch of interesting people. Like I would honestly, like I would read every book on design. I would listen to every talk. Like I, I would, <laughs> like I was really like into it. Um, so, and then at school I did, I uh, studied like management and stuff like that. So it was kind of a nice balance. Um, and helped me out a lot uh, when I was doing freelance. Um, so basically, I joined this this agency um, and um, started uh, doing a bunch of work for them. I was I was not a full time employee, so I was more like a contractor. So they sort of gave me a bunch of projects, uh, but like I was free to also accept other clients and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so learned a ton there. Um, the agency is still open. Like it's it's like still a fairly small agency, uh, but that was really cool because they had like time to teach me things, and you could have like a big impact there. Um, right. So it was it was awesome. Like great experience. I I got like I got another friend. <laughs> like you'll see like this pattern repeat a lot in my life um <laughs> that uh <laughs> it's it's funny because it's actually it's a guy that um i that sold me one of my computers <laughs> at like the apple store hmm. 
um, that like I fell on randomly on Twitter. Uh, I like hey, I was like, hey, I feel like I know you. Uh, we like figured out that like he was the guy from the Apple Store, um, but he was working on this startup, um, and he was like, oh, like we could use another designer. So I did also some work for them. Um, so and then like with that, I got like a lot more interesting uh, projects to put in my portfolio. Um, and then I like, I mean, I was still in school back then. So like I wasn't looking for anything full time or anything or anything like that. So, mm -hmm. but I, some one day someone reached out to me, um, uh, got a very nice email. Um, and it was Edward from Shopify. Bam. <laughs> I was a recruiter from Shopify. Uh, I was like, oh, I seen like your stuff on, on dribble and on Twitter and things like that. Um, would you be interested in talking a little more about opportunities at Shopify? So I'm like, sure. Like I, I was like listening to tons of podcasts, reading tons of books that Shopify sponsored. I mm -hmm. knew everything about Shopify. Um, so I was like, yeah, that's great. Only thing I am not interested to move in uh, to Ottawa. Um, cause Ottawa is like a smaller city, um, okay. in like yeah in, in canada and it's, let's be honest like it's not as interesting as montreal um and you were so in montreal like, yeah so i was like uh, not really interested to move to ottawa um so but he's like no 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 we're opening an office in montreal um so i'm like oh my god that's great uh so he messages me back he's like uh only thing we haven't found like the exact office yet <laughs> uh we're still looking <laughs> like we're hesitating between like two different buildings so i'll let you know once we get the space for real mm -hmm. uh and then we can meet so uh, then i went uh met with him went super well um back then like i i did do a lot of writing in english and like would understand a lot of english but Um, I didn't talk English very much. Like most of the people I would interact with in real life would would speak French. Oh. So one of my big fears was that like it would show in an interview. So I was like, oh, that I is don't know, weird. Like, I maybe I hear you speak, and I, I I forget that you don't you know normally you know speaking in English. At least it's not your yeah. first language. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean so. I speak French most of the time. To be honest. Um, so, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, but like online, I speak English 99% of the time offline. Right. I mostly speak French. So it's kind of a weird balance, but that works for me. Yeah. But I mean, like I'm the same way, but, uh, you know, you hear me speaking and you can tell like you, I, I wouldn't, think, I wouldn't, you know, know. you know what? <laughs> I think we're harsher on ourselves than It really is because people don't really notice that. Well, I've had I've had a bunch of people. Well, no, I I I think if you didn't know that you, if I didn't know that you, uh, English was not your first language, then I, like, mm -hmm. I wouldn't notice anything. Oh, sure. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Um. Anyways. Yeah. Um. So it's like, yeah, probably not gonna get hired, but. At least it'll be like a really cool experience. Right. 
So, uh, but turns out um, they sort of liked me. And he was like, <laughs> would you be interested to go to um, our Ottawa office to meet with a bunch more people? Because the Montreal office was just starting. It was mm-hmm. like two people in there. Um, so you can meet more people and things like that. So I'm like, yeah, cool. So I get like a, a train ticket, get there. Uh, and it was like in the movies, you know, like when they, they get in, like either by plane or train or whatever uh, in a new city. And there's someone waiting there with like their name on yeah, like a card. Tech, yeah. yeah. Um, Mr. So Clark. That, that's what it was. I was like oh my god like this is crazy um it's cool so get in with this guy like black car like super fancy um start talking with him like oh yeah you're going at shopify he's like oh um yeah i bring a lot of people there <laughs> he's like there what what's the the company about and things like that so i tell him about the company and everything um so then go there The office is just insane. Like it just blew my mind. It like I, I sort of heard about like what the Google campus is like and things like that. And I was like, this is awesome, but this is never gonna happen. Like here in Canada, <laughs> like, I felt like I would have to move to get that same experience, that right. same vibe. Right, right. Uh, but as soon as I got there, I was like amazed. Like it was, it was incredible. Like it was a slide, and there is like pinball machines and there's like video games and people like interested in tech and design everywhere. I met like six or seven people that day. Um, everyone was incredibly interesting. Like it didn't even feel like an interview for me. It was just like a re- like a bunch of really cool conversations with a lot of amazing people. Um, so I loved it. I was like, Even if I don't get hired, like this was worth it, like just for that. Yeah, definitely. Um, but then I got hired, um, and um, I was just an intern at that point because I I wanted to go back to school. Psych. So I was like, yeah, no, I'm just gonna be intern. Uh, gonna like work here for like the summer and then go back to school and maybe I can do part-time while I'm in school and we can figure something out once we're there. Um, so start working, um, loved it. Like, super awesome team in Montreal. Like back then we're super small. We're like a team of, I think five people. Um, so it was lots of fun. Uh, working on big projects, uh, started working on checkout, like <laughs> like new, brand new intern that hasn't worked on that many large scale projects, working on like a massive project at Shopify. Um, that was like super interesting. Um, but then my three months ended. <laughs> uh, so I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> I was looking at like, looking at my, like opportunities. I was like, yeah, like can either go back to school <laughs> or stay here. Um, so I had like a bunch of conversation with, uh, Toby, the CEO and, and Daniel, the, um, like chief design officer, mm-hmm. um, talking about like just, you know, like life stuff and where things are going and 
basically, <laughs> they both convinced me to stay as a full-time employee. So it was like, they were like, you know what? Like in school, and, and it, it's actually true, in school, you're gonna learn how business was done 10 years ago. Like, why don't you stay like a real, like awesome business and see how it actually is on the inside. And we have like a really big like culture of teaching other people and learning a bunch of stuff. So uh, I felt that um, even though like I would miss out on like the like university, I would I would like learn way more being here. Um, yeah. and, that's, and that's a good topic for another show. Like, yeah, edu education, formal education versus being self-taught. But yeah. Yeah, I, I stayed and now we're two years later. We've grown from a team of five people to a team of 50 in Montreal. 50? <laughs> yeah. And That's the company, insane. when I joined, the company was like 200 people. And now we're a thousand. Damn, son. Uh, so crazy growth. It's a um, lot of people. But it's awesome because we, we keep saying that like one year at Shopify is worth 10 years somewhere else. And it definitely feels that way <laughs> it feels like two year old two years ago me like is not the same person as I am today like I it's I've learned so much it's incredible so pretty happy with my decision there um and yeah that's that's pretty much how uh how I got into uh the design field that's awesome and here we are yeah I think one thing that's that's a main thing in my life is me being out like putting myself out there and being public about the things that I do mm -hmm. really brought like big rewards for me like every time I make the effort to put myself out there um, share my work with other people be active on social media be um, like learn a lot of my free time like that's all the stuff that really helped me and pushed me in, in my career. Yeah, definitely. Because I'm, I'm not the kind of person to like, that's gonna go like try to seek out like every possible like job ever, or I'm like, I'm not, I'd, I'd rather put myself out there and then have people come to me than try to like go fight for people. Um, so for me, like just having that, that stuff public and being able to share with, with people, that's how I would learn. That's how people would get to know me. And that's how I got like my start in, in the world of, of design. So that was, that really paid off. So if I had one advice to give to a student is like, put your work out there. Like people can't like just guess that you're talented and you know what you're doing. You have to show them. Um, and if you start from the big, very beginning and like are very public about w the things that you do and the learnings that you have, then you're only gonna see rewards from that. Yeah, ditto. It's uh, cool, it's uh, very different and kind of similar in some aspects. Um, like we both are self-taught working at agency and freelance beforehand. <laughs> I don't know. It's cool. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's where all people, everyone starts. I guess. Making websites for, for, your, for your parents. 
Yeah, mine was, uh, I think my first website was for my band, so. Nice. Hashtag obvi. Okay, so just before we go and call it a day, um, I have some recommendations for listeners. Shoot. I have two. Go ahead. So nice. my first one is a new podcast. Um, it's called Design Life Podcast. Yeah, so shout out to Joseph Pierce on Twitter because he tweeted um, like he was into he was really into these two two new design podcasts. One of them was um, this one like layout, and the other one was this uh, Design Life. So I I got interested and I checked it out. In a, it's a pretty cool website. It's hosted by Charlie Marie and Femk. Uh, I can't pronounce yes. This, uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't know how to pronounce. It's a V and S. Femk and Charlie. Anyway, they're both uh, designers uh, living in London, Amsterdam, and they talk about um, a lot of. It's not like tech, like tech news related topics like like we usually do. It's more like finding motivation and taking action in your ideas and you know side projects and more abstract topics but very very interesting mm -hmm. so there is still like a new podcast there on episode eight so uh yeah it's still new so uh that's my recommendation like check it out it's a cool podcast and the second one is an ios app and is marvel the prototyping tool so i've been familiar familiar with marvel for a while i've used it in previous jobs and all But uh, I never tried this iOS app for them. And this iOS app is the most delightful app that I've used in years. I tweeted about this. I was blown away. Like the whole onboarding process, the illustrations, the personality that is baked into this app is so, so cool. Like really cool. It's, I laugh and it's like, it's adorable, that little app. Not only that, it's... Uh, it's pretty pretty cool um, like what it can do so if you sign in with your if you log in with your Marvel account you have access to all of your like prototypes that you've you uploaded to Marvel but you can use like you can create a prototype on the go like in that app so for example you just doodle like on a piece of paper like some mocks like wireframey very <laughs> low fidelity but you just snap a picture of like your your sketches and create all of the links and um, the targets in that and you can create like a prototype from those sketches or you can even draw directly in the app or you can just like import mockups from dropbox or from creative cloud so you can create mockups and you can create prototypes um, directly in the app so functionality versus in the, um, the personality and the onboarding experience and i love that app so Yeah, that's those yeah. are my recommendations. Give it a try. All of these are going to be in the show notes, by the way. Who knew uh, flat design apps could have personality? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> um, and I have one recommendation. Um, it's not brand new, but um, I figured some people might not know about it. Uh, one of my resolutions this year was to track things that can be tracked in my life. Um, and there's a really awesome app slash startup that is working on that. It's called Gyroscope. Uh, have you seen this? No. Can you oh. link me? 
give me a link. Yes. Um, so basically, the idea is um, you uh, link this. It's a web app. So you link all your all the different apps that you use um, to track different things in your life um, to this app. Um, so things like um, you can get like an app for your iPhone that syncs up uh, with your heartbeat on, from your Apple Watch. Um, if you're using Strava, it connects with that. If you're using um, Fitbit, RunKeeper, Fitbit, uh, Within Scale, um, a bunch of things like that. So you connect all the things, um, and basically it makes us brings all of that information into a central place, and it's amazingly well designed. Um, if <laughs> if you like, the best description I can give to you is. Imagine the UI that Iron Man would use. Yeah. It's <laughs> basically what it's like. Lots of great animations. Uh, and it's super fancy. Like, it makes you feel like Iron Man. And I don't know. I just love it. Uh, started using it a bit more uh, intensely um, cool. since the, the beginning of the year. Um, they also have, I'll paste the link in the show notes. Um, a 2015 um, report. So for people that have been using it last year, uh, you get an annual report, and that is just like beautifully designed. Um, and it's a pretty awesome way to see what the trends that are going on in your life. So highly recommend it. Super awesome. And yeah, I love, I love it. All right. That's awesome. So yeah, we're going to call it a show. You can find all the show notes in your podcast app, I hope. Or you can go to layout.fm slash episodes slash 10. Yes. Oh, okay. I was kind of going on limp. And um, <laughs> on that same website, you can hit the feedback button or link. Link. <laughs> oh, my God. It's a button. Anyway. How is hit- that a button? Dude, it's... Okay. Never mind the link or button. It, it's a link. It's in the nav. I feel that it's on episode link. on episode 100, we're going to have like this discussion, like <laughs> link versus button. I'm not saying that it's not a link. I'm just saying that it's also a button because you can click. How's it. that also a button? Anywho, you can hit Wait, that no, uh, no. feedback <laughs> thing. Let's have this discussion right now. Oh my God. I don't want to. How's that? How's that a button? Uh, <laughs> it's a button because you can click on it it's like you can take action on it what you're just wrong so Listen are you this. saying that on please, ios 7 please e- please email us are you saying please that email Rath- on Rath- ios 7 is wrong uh, we it's stopped wrong. having buttons and now we have links it's a button without oh a board gosh. without a no, like just a, wrong. no anywho on ios on ios is just a ui button i get it but ah. on the web it's just it's a link it's all the same, man. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't say like tap the, I don't know, like send button. I don't know. <laughs> it's a link. It's a link. It's in the navigation. It's a link. Okay, hit the word that says feedback on that website to send us an email to see and tell us if that is a button or a link or both. Like, I think it's yeah. both. Yeah, or you can find us on Twitter. We are at Layout FM. We have our own individual Twitter accounts in the description of that same account. 
Is this getting yep. confusing? Yeah, no, it's pretty pretty simple. Yeah, and uh, let us know what you think. And um, yeah, talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.